Welcome to another episode of the Struggling Hunters. This is episode 80. Um, if you missed the previous 79, they, there's different platforms you can go to to listen to. You can go to the YouTube channel or you can go to a, the podcast stuff, whatever platform you listen on. You have the ability to listen to the previous uh, 79 episodes and get caught up. <laughs> um, so go ahead and we'll... Let you go do that, and we'll just wait right here. <laughs> Anyways, so how you doing tonight, Eric? <laughs> oh, not too bad, Joe. Not too bad. Just uh, just plugging along, ready to ready to get this podcast in and talk a little bit about hunting and yeah, have a little. You no, know, it's kind of it's kind of interesting and crazy in a way. Like I don't know about crazy, but it's just it's kind of fun this year. Where you know I haven't quite gotten into my late season yet i still gotta take my hopefully i can still do it i guess i need to find out if i can but my ethics course to hunt the late season archery here in utah and then uh you know you still got your your uh your doe tag coming up and i'm going out tomorrow with a neighbor to go on his doe hunt um and then i still got you know my turkey tags so and it, it's kind of it's a weird place to be right now now i shouldn't say weird it's just interesting like i had my late season last year and whatnot but I still have the opportunity to go hunting like it's not yeah. over <laughs> yeah yeah i know i'm excited too like uh, it's a weird well like you said it's kind of a weird spot because I, I i feel like uh like i'm kind of in this weird weird uh dead zone or whatever you know where i'm not not getting any not hunting i'm not doing nothing with hunting necessarily i'm just kind of waiting for my hunt to come up right and uh but i am excited about it though i've been i i I might i think i said the same thing last week but i'm uh marking where i see does and and uh you know if i don't mark them on on the onyx i'm taking a mental note some some of the places i've been seeing them i'm they're kind of places where I can't hunt, so I don't mark those ones. But the one, the places that I can hunt, I try to try to mark them up. But I only I only have like two weeks left, and then I'm I'm hunting again. So <laughs> kind cool. of excited about that. And and I still I, hope I, you're still okay with me coming out. I think we're planning on coming out if you're okay. Me tagging along with you. Oh, I'm always okay with you coming along, Joe. But. But then again, if you you know you can be like I've talked to you once a week. I'm done with you for now. <laughs> you know that's just too much. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, you're always you're always good to come come along and hunt. Makes cool. makes a makes a funner hunt whenever you come out. So good. Well, I guess before we kind of get any further, uh, for those that have been listening, I, well, I gotta interject here because oh, sorry, I need somebody to pack the deer for me. Oh yeah, no. I guess that's uh, that's a given. I guess if you allow me to tag along, you just got to shoot it, and I'll bring it back to the truck for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if nothing else, though, I mean, you could do a deer drive for me too. You know, we, that we that too. Just drive. just don't shoot me and, and uh, clean me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. 
I, I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, well, you know, if Joe comes, I could probably have him. Yeah. There's this one area. I was like, maybe drop him off up here and push down, you know, let yeah. everything settle down for a little bit and then have him push down. And I was like, man, I don't know. Hopefully I could see him, though, or something, you know, like. Yeah, I have to for sure get my orange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, I'd hate to. That's the only thing with those deer drives, I guess, is, you know, like. I guess this is kind of a, a hot tip or something, but yeah, you just got to make sure you know where where the guy is that's driving them. Cause yeah. No, that'd be kind of fun. That'll be kind of interesting. I, I think I've only been a part of like uh, one deer push my whole life, and I you know I was the one doing the push, but I wouldn't say I was doing it correct. I don't think we set up correctly because I think we tried to push the deer back up the draw instead of setting up in the draw and, and down lower. You know, I, we tried to push them up, and deer don't typically want to go up. So, yeah, that's an, I don't even know if I've ever really been a part of a full drive myself. Yeah, I uh, I have I've I think I've you know it was like one of those things when you're hunting someone like oh you. You hike over there. I'll hike over here, and we'll just see if we kick something over. But nothing, no, no, like actual thought out, like push plan. Yeah, yeah. I've well, never think, had a planned one. Just same. I take thing. that back. Josh, my brother shot a doe years ago by doing a push. I. It's kind of funny. I was like, okay, you sit here, watch this clearing. I'm gonna go up here, and like you know, just. It was like a, it was up in Idaho, a logging road, and you know, we'll, you know, I'll push to see if I can push any does out to you, and uh, <laughs> and so I went up the road, and then like just right, I guess I can't remember if I heard a shot or not, but like I go walking back, and uh, I was like, "So you get anything?" He like points over, "Yeah, there's a doe right over there." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> He's like, yeah, it happened just like you said it would. You went up there for a little bit, and then these does popped out. <laughs> I was like, huh. <laughs> Interesting. You know, you know uh, it kind of reminds me of a of a story my father-in-law uh, was telling me here not too long ago. Um, you might have heard it whenever he was up there hunting with us last year, but um, – but I, I forgot all about it. I, I feel like I heard it one other time, but I kind of forgot about it, and he reset it here recently, and I just started cracking up. Anyways, uh, he said uh, said that he was out hunting, and uh, and he saw this, this uh, old guy uh, jump out and shoot this uh, bull, elk, and uh, he was just sitting in the truck. And so he he went down there, and I think he was with somebody, his brother or friend or something. Anyways, um, he was an older guy, you know, and and he, that's why he was sitting in the truck, you know. It was kind of his his later years, and he couldn't move around much. And the older guy explained to him, he said, yeah, you know, my son, he took off up through the woods, and he was going to go do this, this hunt this way, and I just stayed in the truck. And... Uh, so my father-in-law and and uh I'll, I'll just say his brother they they helped him out you know and and uh and helped him gut it and put put the the elk in the back of the pickup and everything and then 
And then he just went on to setting in the truck, you know. And, and so, you know, the idea is, is, is uh, uh, you know, he was like, yeah, well, I can't wait till my son comes down here and I'm going to be like, where have you been? You know, and have that elk in there. Because yeah. he was slow moving, you know. He, I mean, you know, he couldn't get that elk by himself. Yeah. You know, and, and so uh, my father-in-law, he said, he said, I ne- we didn't stick around to see, see the reaction, but he's like, I can only imagine it was probably, probably had a dumb, his son had a dumbfounded look on him whenever he got back to the truck. How'd you get this, right. <laughs> this elk in the back of the truck? But anyways, it cracked me up though. That was a pretty funny story. Huh. But yeah, so I'll I'll for sure go bust the bust the brush for you, and uh, hopefully get you know whatever kind of whatever it takes to get successful in a day. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm really hoping for it. I think um, I think if we play the play the light, I mean, I've been seeing them, you know, in the middle of the day and stuff too. But I think I think if we kind of that evening hunt, I'm uh-huh. I'm kind of confident that I'll see some some does pop out good so good I'm yeah hoping. so so uh i hope so too because i want to be i want to be coming home with blood on my hands yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah so i guess i'll get back on track here and uh <laughs> for for those of you that have been listening to the last couple podcasts we've uh, been trying to adapt um fred bear's ten commandments and uh, we're we're today we're on uh, on number six, and uh, you know um, if you haven't read his commandments, Google them. You can find them on the old interweb. But uh, number six is where we're at today. Um, you want to read it, Eric? Yeah, I'll read it real quick. Uh, rainstorm isn't a reason to quit hunting; it's a reason to stay. Um. I can add on to it real quick. I went through that this, this season with archery with the elk. And I actually referred to that too, you know, cause I'm, I'm getting poured on and, you know, it was kind of getting miserable. And, and, uh, I just got through reading the Fred bears, uh, 10 commandments. And I was like, you know what? I was like, this is, I'm right where I need to be. You know, it actually, I, it really did help. I mean, you know, cause it was it was that little piece of advice that that I that I needed, you know, because it's pretty easy to when the elements get rough to just be like, ah, I'll pack it up and go to camp. But right, well, I was just gonna say too, kind of on that note, like you know, it's a rainstorm isn't a reason to quit. And how often are you looking for a reason to quit? You know, like bottom line, you know, you're you're tired, you're hungry, and miserable in more ways than than you want to really admit to, and. You know, and you're like, yeah, frustrated, and then uh, then it starts raining, and you're just more or less like, well, I'm done. <laughs> yep, yep. Call it a rest day, but yep. But when you're elk hunting, and the, and that's the thing too, you know, uh, um, I I've went through all those emotions where I wanted to quit for any reason, you know, just being <laughs> mostly out of frustration more than anything, you know, just not seeing anything, and it's just like, ah, man, you know, the just quit, but. Um, I pushed through it and, you know, uh, I feel like you're always more proud of yourself for pushing through it than, than, than giving in to those voices that tell you to quit. Right. And, uh, for sure. I'm, I'm 
completely you know i've had all those voices i i might have even made some decisions to where i did quit a little earlier than i than i should have because i was frustrated and tired and everything but that's the thing that you got to keep in your mind is most of us we only have 5 days, 6 days, 7 days, whatever it is some of us just have three days or a weekend to hunt, you know. We go through all that trouble yeah. buying the tags, and we we can only get three days off or whatever. But whatever it is, like, that's all it's going to last. And then you got, you know, the rest of the year to prepare to do it again. And so you might as well just be out there, whether it's rain, snow, sunshine, wind. You right. might as well be out there and because uh, you just never know, man. You True. You know. It's a reason to stay. I mean, like, it's kind of funny. Not funny, but interesting to think about the back half of that. It's the reason to stay. Like, you know, so like, I kind of kind of start kind of being like, okay, what's, I'm reading into it a little bit, you know, like it's the reason to stay. So is it the reason to I guess it probably depends on what you're doing. The reason to stay hiking, the reason to stay maybe perched up under the tree out of the rain and watch, you know. Um, but I think you got to – we should throw in there like a, <laughs> a a butt in there. Like if there's lightning, if you know a lightning storm's coming in, you might want to get back to your truck. Or, well, it's – yeah, I mean, yeah, there is some caveats there because you don't want to get stuck in something that you might – literally get stuck in yeah <laughs> so uh or you know get struck in exactly <laughs> <laughs> so uh, eric's just over there struck in <laughs> yeah 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 uh i i was thinking back whenever i was a kid um i was hunting with my dad and it was it was i want to say it was snowing but I remember it started snowing real bad, and and uh, and and he said, "Oh, he said, uh, said, oh, this is good, you know." And, and I said, "Oh, why is that?" And he said, "Well, sometimes they get moving, you know. Whenever these snowstorms come, they'll start moving." And he no longer said that. And I remember, you know, I can't remember if it was bucks or does, but we saw we were whitetail hunting. And we saw some deer jump out, you know, moving, moving through the through the brush, trying to find cover or whatever they were doing. But they were on the move, and the weather was getting worse and worse. And so I always kind of remembered that, you know, or tried to remember yeah. that. I guess is, is sometimes they do get on the move whenever it start, whenever the weather's not favoring them. Now with elk, though, I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not hundred percent sure with elk if they try to bed down or if they move, but. Right, I'm not sure either. To be hundred percent honest with you, I think it has a it has a lot to do probably with how severe the the rain is and how, and how light it is. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes they might enjoy it. The rain, yeah. you know, depending on the time of year, they might. Right when they're and in where the they're rain. at in yeah. their location, but a lot of variables, I guess. But right, but no, but you know, back to it. You know, there's a. You know, it's a good maybe if you're down and out and ready to quit and, you know, the, tuck that one back in your brain somewhere as a motivator. You know, if it's raining a little bit, it's a good reason to stay, not leave. Well, and 
And another thing, too, is whenever you're doing the public lands, like we do. Yeah. A lot of other people are out there, and most of them are going to, you know, see that rain and go, ah, let's go back to camp. Right. So that's another reason to stay because the pressure's lifting off, or, you know, they're giving up with the pressure and they're giving up going back to camp and there isn't as much pressure is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. You know, they won't be out there pressuring the elk either. So, so it kind of gives you more of a chance to stay out there. And Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely a, a fan of that, uh, that concept anyways, of staying out yeah. there. And, um, but, and, and, you know, with, with today's equipment though, and the rain gear that they have and everything else, I mean, you can stay out there for, True. You know, you just got to get it. I, you know, going back to my hunt, whenever I was in my rainstorm, my my coat was fine, but I didn't really have like rain pants or, or right. even gaiters. And I really wish I would have at least had gaiters because I was getting a little wet. <laughs> yep. That, that happens. You know what, though? Um, speaking of that, I mean, this is just totally a rabbit hole thing. It's not even a big deal. But I was actually pretty impressed. So my uh, my pack, uh-huh. my Killick uh, twenty eight hundred pack, um, that thing I was pretty. So it came with a uh, with a rain hood that goes around it, and I I threw that on, you know. And whenever whenever I first got my pack, I'm like, ah, I probably never even used that, you know. But I started getting that rain, and I noticed. The, the material that that's made of is kind of like water resistant, but it's not necessarily waterproof. And right. I could tell it was getting, you know, getting enough water on it. It was kind of getting soaked. So I put that and I was like, man, it worked out pretty good. You know, I was kind of impressed with that little rain hood. Like I said, that was total like little rabbit hole. Right. Has nothing to do with anything, but I was impressed. That, that pack has just impressed me since I've gotten it. I mean, I'd say the only, the only thing, is uh is the only thing for me is comfortability it's probably it's probably like medium comfortable it's not probably the most comfortable pack in the world but um i mean it, it's done me good so far since i've had it and, uh pretty impressed with it for cool sure. yeah that's good probably didn't think that this was going to turn into a review video did you no i did not <laughs> <laughs> But we got that we got that reviewed. <laughs> yes, yes. Um. I don't know, so, so I was trying just looking over the kind of the notes that we had that were going over. Do we want to talk about like my hunts or not my hunts, but you know that kind of the hunt that I'm going on with the neighbor? Or do you want to go over the question? Uh, why don't you go over your hunt real quick and kind of tell everybody where you're at? Okay. So like I said earlier, you know. Uh, I got a doe hunt with the neighbor, uh, going out, hopefully going out tomorrow after work. Um, I found a little spot last week where there was about six does that were going through this opening. So hopefully, I think we might be going to that spot, but don't know for sure, but we're going up in that area. Uh, one of the, but one of the things I wanted to kind of share too is, uh, when I went out, uh turkey hunting the last time or one of the last times I, I think it was anyways i just wanted to share like the, an experience i had with some quail um 
that I've never had before. And I can see why people at times in the woods would get scared <laughs> and uh, think something was out there that was bigger than it really is. And like, you know, and, and like I said, I, t- I would totally understand it if I didn't see the aftermath of it. If I just happened to be like sitting there all by myself, kind of lost, scared, you know, or whatever the, in a rainstorm or, you know, just, you know, new area, not quite just baffled or whatever. But I was sitting there and I did this little call where for turkeys that would, you know, it supposedly it's calling the flock back together after it's like landed or if it's been feeding and they're, you know, they're separated out and they're one of them's trying to call them all back together. I did this little call. And then after I did that, I started hearing like this, I can't even, it, it was a hum, but it's kind of hard to really explain. And there was a hill up in front of me, and then it was kind of this tall scrub oak off to my left, and then this big meadow between me and the hill. And this hum thing started going off in front of me, and then it would go quiet, and then off to my left, there would be some hums going off off to my left a little bit. And, and I was like, ah, oh, this is interesting. Then all, then all of a sudden, the whole, like the whole hillside, more or less, just started humming. And... Uh-huh. I was just like, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what to expect of this. I've never heard this before. And uh, and then it went quiet. And, like, you know, I can't see anything move. I can't hear anything move. And uh, and for as much noise it was going on, I was like, there's something over there. So, like I said, so then it goes quiet. And then, uh, then it, like, three, two, three... At least three coveys of quail jumped up at two at different three different times, but like from the hillside, jumped up and flew down in front of me. Mm. So, you know, I was like, "Oh, that that was a quail making making whatever quail noises, whatever noises quail make." <laughs> but, but like I said, it was interesting, and I could see how people get scared out in the woods. You know, like especially if it's your first time out. And I, well, I was I, okay. I was I was scared. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to be a little bit honest, I was a little worked up. You know, yeah, I'd never heard it before. <laughs> it's hard whenever you hear a noise that you're not familiar with, and you you know you automatically think like predator or something. Right. I mean, I, I'm guilty of it too. You know. I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah. You go on that flighter. Was it flight? Fighter flight. Fighter flight. Yep. Yep. And I was like, I think I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but I happened to see what was making the noise, so that, that helped. But that was interesting. It was fun. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Then, So then you felt felt tough again? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's just a little yeah. bird. Yeah, just little Tweety birds. Yeah. <laughs> they can't hurt me. <laughs> So I'll, I'll eat you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially, man, sometimes it can get in your head, though, you know, especially when you're hunting by yourself. Right. You know, things yeah. can really get get in your head sometimes. I don't know why. Yeah, we well, get thinking about your safety and stuff, too. You know, you're like, well, I don't want to be that dude out in the, uh, you know, search and rescue has to come find or whatever, you know. Like, I don't want to be a casualty if I can keep from it. So you kind of. 
at times err on the side of caution than pushing it. Did did I tell you that? Um, now that I'm thinking about it, though, it might have been a coyote. Either way, though, um, I saw the back. Of, so when when I was hunting, did I tell you that I thought thought I saw a mountain lion? Maybe. Mm, uh, no, I don't think you did. Well, I don't know, because now that I'm think I'm thinking it probably could have been a coyote. And the reason I say that too is because. Uh, up in that area, you know, I'm always hearing coyotes howl at night and stuff. So I think it's pretty thick with coyotes for sure. But for some reason, my head went straight to mountain lion. But uh, me and Carter were walking. Remember that first year where we saw all those cows run by us? Uh-huh. Uh, we were up in that spot. We were checking it out one evening when he was with me. And uh, and we were, I was walking down. And I just saw the back of it, and uh, and it looked kind of small. But my first thought, the reason why I thought it was, it, it looked like it moved like a cat. I could, I never really saw its head or anything, but it moved like a cat. Right. So my first thought was mountain lion, and then I was like, man, it did look kind of small. Maybe it was like a, a bobcat or something. Yeah. Now, now that I'm, you know, now that I'm out away from there, I'm kind of thinking maybe it was a coyote mm. anyway so you know having carter with me and stuff and like i ain't messing around with that having my right. son with me like you know i grab my pistol and cock the shell in and then i'm like i'm like you know i i do this action right and i'm thinking he's gonna like and i i told him i said hey i think i saw a mountain lion and i said stay close to me and uh we get to walk in and i we we're pretty close to the to the truck so um, you know, we're probably a couple hundred yards away or something. And I want to say maybe we were like 50 yards away from the truck or something. And, and he wasn't acting scared or nervous or anything. And I said, do you know what I said? And he's like, no, not really. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought I said, I thought I saw a mountain lion. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it was just right in front of us, maybe, maybe 25 yards or something. And like I said, he was just kind of creeping through the woods and, huh. um, uh, it didn't. I mean, he. You know, the thing. The thing I think heard us or saw us. One of the two. Um. Didn't really act like he wanted a part of us. But uh, I just saw his back, and I was like, I ain't taking no chances, you know. And, yeah. Um, uh, I. You know, like I said, I. I don't know what I saw. Hundred percent. All I. I. I'm pretty sure it was a predator of some sort, but. Right. Yeah, I was. I grabbed my pistol so fast and cocked it. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't messing around, man. I was like, you know, especially with my boy. Because in my head, I always get this this fear. I, I, I don't know how good of a podcast this would be, me talking about all this stuff. But I always get this fear of, uh, um, you know, just the fact that he's a smaller. Right. You know, and they're like, they might look at him like some easy prey, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually get a little more nervous whenever I have him than I am by myself. By myself, I don't know. I just kind of feel like I'm a big enough guy. They probably, you know, do the old, uh, what was it, the, the da- it was the Davy Crockett that just grinned at him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. grinned him. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would do. 
Yeah, you scare me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely got a radial face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was good. I'm I'm actually impressed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I guess we can kind of move on to our kind of the question where me and Eric were talking about what what we kind of want to discuss tonight, and and uh, yeah, we won't we won't lie, we we'll, we we found it on a on like a hunting group thing, and uh, we we're kind of we're like, oh, that's kind of a good question. We'll maybe weave weave that in, and it, the question is, uh, what are some of the um, hunting lessons that you've learned the hard way? And I'll, that's kind of open-ended. It can go anywhere. But, uh, oh, I was going to, I thought I was going to have one ready for one when, when I read that off. But, like, my mind has not been uh, focusing on that question <laughs> of what I've learned the hard way. Um, the only, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, all I was going to say, because I, I kind of have one, just kind of open it up for, for uh, conversation. Uh I would say one lesson that I've learned the hard way is that not all animals are hunted the same way. If that makes oh. sense. Yeah, it does. Um, it does. You know, I, I, I put a lot of pride in, and I wasn't the greatest whitetail hunter either. I mean, don't, you know, don't let me fool you. I'm not, not saying, you know, uh, I mean, I, I would get a whitetail, but a lot of the time it was a doe or whatever, but, and they were kind of a dime a dozen, but, you know, you go out there and you usually always jump to doe at some point. Right. And then uh, working elk, there's times you don't see elk for your entire hunting season or sometimes you don't see elk till your last day or whatever the case may be. And and it gets frustrating. And, and uh, some of it is, though, is like learning, you know, like what you can get away with on um, – uh, whitetail hunting i mean you can hunt the meadows and the you know where like elk it seems like you do have to be i mean some terrains are different but it seems like you have to be kind of in the draws and deeper in the right you know uh steeper terrain sometimes and um you know i'm, I'm sure there's some areas that that's not true but but i know i know for us it's kind of held true and you gotta yeah. play the, you gotta play the wind differently um, yeah, you know, so, so that, that's definitely like to that question, whenever you said that, I was like, well, that's probably, you know, if I'm being real honest, that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is not all animals are really hunted the same. You got to right. change your tactics for. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, you, like you, like all, along that same thought, like, you know, and I kind of think I was aware that they, they hunted different because. Uh, I didn't, I didn't hunt elk. Like I hunted elk in high school, but like after, cause I had people that were going out, out elk hunting and they're allowing me to tag along with them. Um, but I didn't really pursue elk on my own until I guess within the last, like, I guess seven years. Uh, and mostly, most of that is because like, you know, I was like, well, I, I don't know anything about elk. And I don't know how to hunt them, but like, you know, I've, we do have a lot of information, you know, for you can get from the, 
from YouTube or whatever now a lot more readily available. But even then, is trying to digest all that information that you're given. Because, you know, like I've been more or less hunting elk for, you know, seven, well, straight. I think I'm about eight years straight. And I'm just now, it's just now sinking into me what I really got to be looking for. You know, before it was like, oh, no, I just go out in the woods and this is elk woods. So there should be elk in these woods and not, you know, like really doing much more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of, I have a feeling to that. So like, so, or I have a thought to that. Uh, some of the things that you learn off of, you know, the hunting shows and you're trying to gather all that information, the YouTubes and and uh, podcasts, all of it. Uh, some of the information that you gather off of it, I feel like sometimes it doesn't truly sink in. Like you, you remember it, but. It right. doesn't truly sink in until you experience it yourself. Then you're like, oh, this is what they're talking about. Yeah. This is what they're always saying. So right. I, I, th- from my experience, uh, you know, maybe I'm just hard learning, but <laughs> hard at learning. But Right. Uh, I feel like sometimes you actually have to experience it before. No, I agree with you on that one because I feel like. You know, like hard lesson is I always is is change, and I think without you know is the ability to change because I think a lot of times I get out there and like you know bring that statement back is all this stuff you watch on YouTube and read in magazines and you're like oh yeah I'm gonna be you know like this is this is awesome information this is great information but then you get out there and you're kind of like you don't you you know like you don't remember or retain it or maybe you do retain it but yet you fully don't know what you're looking for mm-hmm. and then you know until that you you understand what you're looking for then you're like okay yep. <laughs> you know until then like you're kind of stuck in a rut and kind of not necessarily scared of change but you, you you don't know how to let yourself change because you've never experienced it before yep But yeah, yeah, yeah that's, I, <laughs> that's too. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's definitely a hard lesson learned for sure. Um, what's another one? I I kind of want to circle back to like how you said the um, is I want I guess I'll call it obeying the wind more or less, paying attention to the wind. Oh, hundred percent. You know, like. I'll admit years in the past, you know, like I would just be like, Oh, this is the way I'm hunting. I'm hunting around this finger ridge here. I you know like I'm, I'm going this way no matter what, cause this is where I want to go. And if the wind's blowing whichever way, then I'm not going to, you know, like whatever. But you know, like this year, like we, I, we keep, <laughs> we'll probably keep bringing it up till next year or even years down the road. But just that, having that cow and calf this last year out here in Utah wind us without even seeing us. Well, I mean, and, and, and that, that was, that kind of falls back in line with the, the, you know, kind of like hearing it and being like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It makes sense. But once you experience it, that's whenever it really sinks in. Cause that, that situation, like you said, we've talked about it a plenty of times since it happened on these podcasts, 
but it was it was definitely a wake up call for for myself and obviously you too a little bit is yeah uh, that that wind is it, it's serious business you got to really <laughs> play the wind yeah <laughs> people people all these years they weren't joking around when he said when they said play the wind yeah so it's a hundred percent true. Uh, uh, hard, <laughs> hard lessons learned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hard lessons learned. Is there any? Oh, I know another hard lesson learned. It happened to me this year. <laughs> um, always try to aim at the vitals before you release your arrow. Always may always just remind yourself to aim at the vitals. Um, you know, I I let uh, if you haven't heard this podcast before, <laughs> if you have, I let an arrow go at an elk this year. I'm 15 yards away, if that even. Um, really, no excuse. Just I I let go of the arrow. The elk literally stopped. If if he would have kept on his pace, I think I would have tagged him. Um, but he literally like pumped the brakes right whenever I let go of that arrow. But I look back on that and I go, it's not like he was going a hundred miles an hour. Like I might have even been leading him too much, right? So like if if it didn't work out that way, I might have just injured him. With some, if I had my choice, I'd rather get a good vital shot. But right. You know, I don't know. I'm still almost every day still playing this in my head going, what, what did I do wrong? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it really affected me, you know, really, really, really mm. bothered me. Um, I mean, I'm going to beat myself up probably until next year. I mean, that's just how serious I'm taking it, but, um, or, you know, until hopefully I get another shot at one next year. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I remember, I remember thinking like right after that, I'm like, I'm like, why didn't I tell myself to aim at the vitals? You know, now yeah. I, I know I was lined up. I mean, my, my thought was, is, is as he was running, I was going to release as he kind of went right in front of me and my nerves and everything else. But I'm telling you, if I would have been just a tad bit more patient, I could have literally just moved my arrow back. Like once he hit those brakes, it actually worked in my favor. Yeah. It just happened to work out where I released that arrow. Cause I, I, I assumed that he was going to keep running. I released the arrow as the, the moment that he was hitting the brakes. But if I would have just been a little more patient, I, I could have just adjusted my shot just a little tiny bit, just moved back a few <laughs> inches and, got a good vital shot got my elk and rest will be history but anyway so lessons learned make sure that you're aiming at the vitals aim small miss small (laughs) aim small miss small exactly exactly so uh yeah what's another one i i'm sure i'm sure we got a handful of them because 
Well, I mean, we're the struggling hunters for a reason. Like this is this is right in our wheelhouse, Joe. Right. We should be able to go on all night, really. Maybe that's our real struggle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh. God, man, that face for radio really got me, dude. <laughs> you know, like one of the. I think in a way too, it's not quite a hard lesson, but it's a lesson that's learned kind of the hard way over time too, is uh, how to prep your pack for how you hunt. You know, like that's cause you know, you get yourself set up, but then again, you don't know what you need till you get out there and, uh, you know, get yourself set up for, to survive and then get yourself set up to, to hunt effectively with what you have in your pack. Because I can't really really say, you know, a hard lesson that was learned that way. I, I can just say that my pa- that um, my packs have gotten easier as I've gotten better packs. If that makes sense, like, you know, it, my back's been better or not better. Or anyways, just you know, getting a better pack helps helps you hunt better but not that that was a hard lesson learned it, that was just when the old pocketbook was allowed to the, for that one to to work out but you know well yeah it kind of goes along with those lines of you know those investments i mean it is an investment to i mean our packs well i don't know i think we both would like to upgrade them again <laughs> to that right. higher level but <laughs> But uh, besides that, I mean, they're long-term investments. They'll probably be with us. Well, they they will be with us probably for years, even if we do upgrade. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I I mean, I got to say the same thing, though, with that is it's just learning how to how to pack your pack. And, and the more you upgrade, I mean, I started out with, you know, basically a camo backpack and with a uh, – with a with a hip belt but uh you know it wasn't very comfortable at all and uh i mean i think you did too there yeah. for a while yeah but, i would uh, say a lot of my beginning hunts was either with like a school backpack or a camel backpack of sorts that had pockets in it that allowed me to put stuff in it to get me through the day life was easier whenever i didn't wear a backpack actually <laughs> I was a minimalist, right? But I wasn't hunting as long, you know. I I knew that I was only going to go out, like I was going to make a circle, right? Short, you know, maybe a couple hours or something. Like, I mean, there was a reason why I didn't bring a pack. But once we started going deeper in the woods and further, I mean, you have to. Yeah, and well, uh, and like there's some things too that like you know I think it was Randy Newberger, somebody like it's it's kind of interesting as you think about like the pack world and how people hunt with packs and without packs, like, um, hunted one guy that he was a a fanny pack believer, you know, I'd go out there with like, you know, tons of water and not tons, but you know, like well hydrated backpack for, with water and food. And, uh, and then, you know, like Rand, I think Randy said too, or I can't remember who said it now, but that you, you know, like, 
have your pack ready for the hunt. In other words, you know, like, are you set up for if you shoot something, can you pack it out? Right. To, you know, and that and that's kind of why I, I kind of want more of a backpack route that I did is so that way, you know, it just, I was like, well, I can just throw on a backpack and then um, if I get something, I can just start packing it out right there instead of like throwing a, a hind leg over my shoulder and packing it out that way, you know, because I was like, that's not that fun. Why? Why carry a fanny pack and then have to um, haul a hind leg out that way? Over your That's my over. thoughts. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I'm not too interested in doing that either. I mean, you know, I'd rather yeah. throw it on the back of my pack and crawl out that way. Right. And yeah, I'm I'm with you. The same thing. I mean, yeah, I I second that. I mean, you could have a nice framed backpack or frame back at camp to go back to get to come out. You know, that's you can still do that with our backpacks, um, or however you want to do it. But you know, I, that's just why I went the way I did. Because I, I, that's I don't know if you call that a hard lesson or what, but like, you know, I guess a hard lesson makes you do things the way you do it because something happened to you that made you want to change right well it gets easier i mean you have a little more weight on your back but um i mean other things get easier i think right and and uh you kind of have everything there i mean my little setup i i like it you know i i mean i have everything for a whole day i mean that's what i really like about it and then the one thing I mean, this is probably slightly steering off of hard lessons learned, but one thing that I, uh, I'm, you know, knock on wood, I've never had to use it, but one thing that I'm, I never thought twice about a first aid kit. Right. But then, you know, started, heard it on a podcast or whatever, and I'm like, you know, the least I could do is have some Band-Aids and some gauze tape or whatever to, Right. You know, because you never know. I mean. No. Anything from sticking yourself with your arrow to when you're gutting the elk out or whatever, your deer, kitten, cutting yourself with your knife. Uh, yeah, you just, you never know where that injury could, could come from. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I have a pretty small kit. I You know, I've thought about getting a little bit bigger just, just in case. And, uh well, it's just like it's just like having a gun. I mean, I'd rather have it and not need it than not have it and wish I did need did did you know the first aid kit is the same same right. concept. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, that's. I'm sure there's plenty more, but I can't really think of much more. Yeah. Well, I think we cover enough of it as is. You know, we're we're into went, 45 minutes anyways. So. Yeah, I probably went in a little further than we thought, huh? Yeah. We sound sounds good. Well, I could get us out of here. Sure. All right, sounds good. So, guys, uh thanks for listening to us again another week. Um really appreciate you guys that are are constantly commenting and liking our our videos. Appreciate the support so much, man. You guys you guys are awesome. I really really love it and it's just nice to see it every week, you know. And uh um 
makes makes us feel good makes it feel like it's all worth it i'm glad you're enjoying the stories and we're gonna keep them coming so keep on listening uh for new listeners you know subscribe like comment really appreciate it and uh with that said the struggling hunters are out bye Thank <laughs> you.